Okay, everyone excited. Good evening. So, really, uh, I look at this time of year as the happiest time of year. Um, because when you think about Pesach night, it really, I, just, I think I, I, I just said this to the men of the night, I, everybody falls in here. Saturday night showing me his, with his wife all of their wedding things. Uh, for the, they're, they're marrying off their daughter right after Pesach. And they're so excited, all these little Kneches. And it's a lot of work. I, I, you know, um, he studies with me twice a week. And I can tell you, they put a lot of work into this, like every single Durban stage. But it's a labor of love. And really, the, the Hashkafa coming into to Passover, Pesach, should be a labor of love. I, um, I, I taught uh, the Mi'ira 11th grade today. And I was actually ta- teaching them about uh, the Hasidic movement. I didn't tell them about the opposition yet. That'll be next week. Uh, <laughs> but I did teach them about the Hasidic movement. And I said to the Val Shem Tov, when they, when they would daven, certainly the early Hasidim, uh, they would daven with passion. And, and you, know, you can see that actually in Carlin Stolen, if you go to Borough Park, a little bit in Uman with the best of they, when they would, uh, like they would be you know, shaken or shaken when they would daven. They, would be, they wouldn't just be like stoics. They'd be passionate and dancing. So someone said to Baal Shem Tov, like, don't they look so bizarre? <coughs> Baal Shem Tov, the best, said a remarkable thing. He says, imagine you, you go to a wedding and um, you see, the person's deaf, can't hear any music, and he passes by a wedding and he sees people dancing back and forth and they're all going in all kinds of directions. What are you going to think? These people are on drugs. They're out of their mind. You know, what are they going and jumping and dancing and all types of things? So the Baal Shem Tov says, if you don't hear the music, it may seem bizarre. But if you appreciate you're at a wedding, it's the most beautiful thing in the world. That's really Pesach preparation. If you think you're going to spend the next two, three weeks, or whatever amount of time you're going to spend, and you don't hear that music, it's bizarre, right? You've got to appreciate what we are doing. It's really the night of Passover and the night of Pesach should be the apex, the acme, the highest level of a person's Avaidah Hashem. You should be able to truly connect uh, to Hashem. And a lot of that comes actually from the preparations. If you just go to your own wedding or your daughter's wedding or whoever it may be and you didn't have any preparation, you just came and called off the street, it wouldn't be the same. It's part of it. It's the excitement of getting to that day, of achieving, uh, 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 of achieving that. So, you know, as mentioned previously, is that there's certainly um, ideas of Chumrah's uh, the, the, the Radvaz talks about, which, uh, which is, as this is a student at Rizal, about getting out all chametz in the house, even specks of chametz, and how that's destroying the, the Yitzhahara. And then Rizal says, if you get all chametz out, you're muftach, you won't. And so certainly there's an idea to be stringent to the extent we can do it, but it has to be hap- happily. It has to be done in a way we're happily. And, and, and as I've said um, often, um, you know, when you're cleaning for Pesach, really one should be thinking about cleaning the Yitzhahara as well in our lives. The Al-Sheikh, in the beautiful Drosh and Seder Shmos, talks about that when, you, when you're cleaning for Pesach, you should be looking into your own life, all of our own Shmutz. You know, Pesach the time we look for Shmutz. You know what Shmutz is, Mrs. Lubyanker? Your sons know what Shmutz is. Yeah, they got to teach you a little Yiddish. Shmutz is dirt. Lichluch. dirt. Uh... Uh, yeah, shmutz. It's, it's Yiddish, but it's like it's like you know, it's like chutzpah almost. It's like up there. It's like you know, um, 
So you, you, you clean your house from all the chametz. You're supposed to, one should look at themselves uh, to clean as well, but it has to be done really with uh, with an appreciation that this is our wedding. It's it's all preparation for the wedding. If, if we don't do it that way, it, 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 a, there's a loss. And actually, I saw uh, last year Mishpacha. Someone pointed out to me this is an unbelievable uh, letter to the editor that came out right before Pesach. I thought I would just I would share it because it's it was really really well well written. Okay, it says as follows. Does anyone get mishpacha here? No mishpacha? You all, you all have heard of mishpacha, right? Okay, so this letter, this letter came out uh, the week before mishpacha. Thank you for a lovely magazine. It's, uh, it's wonderful to read thought-provoking articles, inspiring divrei Torah, and entertaining stories. However, I've been disappointed with the recent Pesach made peaceful series. I'll be making my 10th Pesach this year with a very large family, Baruch Hashem, and feel the joy and pleasure of making Pesach was largely missing from the series. Here are my suggestions for making Pesach peaceful. Number one, appreciate what you're accomplishing from a Hashkafic perspective. Rabbi Yisrael Miller has a beautiful essay in his book, A Gift for Yom Tov, entitled... Why is it so expensive? <laughs> um, he expli- By the way, if you know people who need help for Pesach, please let me know. I'm happy to try to help with that. Um, he explains that just as we invest large amounts of money, time, and effort into making a wedding, because it's such an important and joyous occasion, Hashem set up the world in a way that Pesach will require efforts and expenditures, because it's so important. It's the time we, when we pass on our Masora, our traditions, to the next generation. It's to our children, to our friends, to the next generation. Hopefully, if you want to pass on your Masora with passion and excitement, reading an explanatory Haggadah or listening to Shi'urim before Pesach can help to prepare us spiritually while we prepare physically. It will also give us greater connection to the tremendous potential in the Yom Tov. Rabbi Yechil Spirit's Haggadah, touched by a story, is so inspiring. Even reading a few pages can make all the difference. We should try to do making Pesach as we do making a wedding. And not belittle the special Yom Tov by complaining about it. Number two, from a practical perspective, my motto, borrowed uh, from others, is Pesach cleaning isn't spring cleaning. Dirt isn't chametz, and you're not the Korban Pesach. <laughs> and neither are your children or your husband. I like that part. Uh, uh, if you don't go or- overboard with the cleaning and refrain from doing things like organizing cabinets while checking for chametz, the work is a lot less demanding and time-consuming. Ask your Rav what the halachas are as far as cleaning, and follow them. You won't need to stay up until chatzos, to halachic midnight, nor should you have any guilt for not having bleeding knuckles. You are doing rats and Hashem, God's will, cleaning for Pesach as he directed. Not according to your dream image of what your house should look like by the time Pesach comes. I also apply this concept to, spe- this concept to the cooking for Pesach. Spending extra time and efforts on making picture-perfect and complex recipes 
at the expense of taking care of yourself or your families is not doing anyone a favor. I make plenty of basic foods, uh, meatballs, alcohol, grilled vegetables in quantity, and everyone, parentheses, even my picky eaters, enjoys them all Pesach long. One more suggestion, remember to have food available for the days before Pesach. Have food, real food around, because most people's houses are Passover, Pesach. Chicken, kogo, Pesach, pancakes, tuna, eggs, to keep everyone nourished and in good spirits. I love this letter. You know I love it? Because it's signed, Rebbe Tzedek Levine in San Jose. <laughs> but it's also, I love it, because it's true. Right. She wrote this last year, but it happens to be, it's very true. I had a little insight, mostly her, uh, into this. Because really, how we come into Pesach, how we prepare for Pesach, makes all of the difference, not just for the next two weeks, but how our Seder is. It will, you know what, you know what sad, I've actually been to, very rarely, but a couple of weddings in my life where people did not look happy. I'm talking about the family. That's like the saddest scene I've ever seen. But I've been to, I've seen more people going into Pesach not happy. That's also a very sad scene. Right? One should be excited. One should come in happy. One should be realistic what, what they need to do, what they don't need to do. So I, I will tonight uh, give us what we need to do. I'll mention here there are things which are nice to do. Uh, but first we should deal with what we actually need to do. Um, you know, on, on Pesach, um, the, there is three isurim, three uh, prohibitions about chametz. One is to own chametz, even far away, which means if you have a, a house or an apartment or something, you know, farther away, which has chametz, you can't own chametz, whether you see it, you see it there uh, or not. Uh, number two is to benefit from chametz in any, in any way. And number, th- uh, number, uh, number three, which is like a possession, which is, even if you don't own it, if somebody's chametz is in your house, like, you know, can, I, can you take my chametz? You know, if you're, if you're in possession of other people's chametz, that's also a problem. So if you have a business and you have rights to the chametz, like they leave their chametz in your house, or the, it's theirs, but you can have possession of it, uh, that is a problem. What is chametz? So really, the, the biblical prohibition of chametz is a kazayis. A kazayis is approximately a, a half a piece of, uh, uh, of, said, a half piece of, of New York rye bread. They don't have real rye bread on the West Coast. Unfortunately, my wife complains to me. Uh, but a nice, good New York... Anyone had a New York rye bread? Yeah. Right? It's a different galaxy. Right? Um, um, so, if you half a piece... That's a lot of comets, right? That's pretty big. Now, we'll see that even if a little comets, if it's in your food, is, is a problem. So, but if it's not a half... If it's not a kazayas, and it's really not, not edible, so it's not a problem, the Chavetz Chaim says. So, for example... For example... Um, if you have crumbs uh, where, which are edible, that's a problem. If you have crumbs by food, that's a problem. If you have crumbs under a fridge, most people would eat crumbs under a fridge? No. So technically speaking, that's not a problem. Okay, that's not, that, not technically. Or if you sprayed Lysol on the crumbs, you, would a dog eat it? No. Right? Would anyone eat it? No. So it also would make an unedible. Okay, so any unedible crumbs are not a problem. Is there a Kabbalistic idea to get rid of even unedible crumbs? Yes. But there's also a bigger idea, as I mentioned, to come into the, into the, to the Seder 
happy. So if, if your mission is to get rid of those crumbs, uh, it should not be at the expense of your sanity, health, uh, and and Seder. Um, and I, I will say that, and, and, I'll, and I'll mention soon, the major focus of cleaning in Pesach always has to be the kitchen and eating areas. areas. If, you, if I have to say the most important areas by far is where you eat, because we'll see soon, that's where really the most meshuggah, if you're going to be meshuggah at anything, that's the place you need to be in mesh- You know what meshuggah is? Yes. You said there were three. Owning, yeah. benefiting from, yeah. and possessing. Oh, okay. So I said if somebody else gives you their chametz, that's also a problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, one thing I will point out, I started getting questions saying, I just, you know, I... I, I, I'm not a Passover guide, so the Passover guides are online. You know, shampoos and toothpaste. I got like, I mean, can't tell you how many questions this I got today about these things, which are all online. I don't, I'm no different than the OU or the Stark. I just look it up. So all of these things are online. You know, the OU guide has them. The, uh, if you're not there, the CRC guide will have it. The medicines will be uh, in the Stark guide. You know, but if I'm I'm no more privy because I don't I didn't memorize the brand. So I would suggest if you're stuck and you can't find it, by all means, after you've looked, ask me. If you can't find, I'll try to help if I can. But you realize these products are products. You just need to know what's in the product. Um, the 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 guides are very helpful. Almost all the guides today are online. You don't you know I'm, I'm if you want this for five dollars afterwards, I only got it for the show. Some people, it's more convenient, certainly on Yom Tif, you know. I had this printed out today. My favorite guide, my favorite guide, I'm not endorsing any of them, is the CRC. I think it's the most user-friendly, okay? CRC is a Chicago Rabbinical Council. It's very easy to use. It's very thorough, okay? They have apps. We're constantly doing it. The Star K has a guide. It is very easy to use. Well, one of the things that people are machmed on, I got a lot of questions about, I mean, today I can't tell you many of these type of questions I got, are ethyl, uh, ethyl alcohol. Ethyl alcohol is made from grain, okay? Um, also, ethyl is ethanol, um, denatured, uh, SD, SDA, all those, not isopropyl, not reg, you know, regular, but ethyl alcohol, since it could be distilled, it's called edible chametz, according to Moshe Feinstein. That is a stringency which many in America are careful about, but it is a stringency. So it's not actual, it's not bread. Anyone try eating ethyl alcohols? I don't recommend it. If you're an alcoholic, though, you'll try to distill the alcohol. If you need it, you, if you need to, there's a way to get it out. And that's why Moshe said to be careful. This is a little, so many of the cosmetic things get into this ethyl alcohol thing. But I'll give you an example. Here's from the, the CRC. I'm actually put this up. Cosmetics and toiletries, okay? Very quickly, all varieties of blush, body soap, conditioners, creams, eyeshadow, eyeliner, foundation, ink, lotions, mascara, nail polish, ointments, paint, shampoo, and stick deodorants are permitted for use in Pesach, regardless of the ingredients contained. And they're all inedible. You can't distill these things. Whereas cologne and liquid deodorants, hair spoon, those, if you want to mock like a Moshe, you should look those type of things up. About, I will put that on the wall, but there all, is a concept of ethyl alcohol. If you're careful about ethyl alcohol, which again, many good Jews are, you should look in these guides. They will, they will be your guide to figure out which of these things have it uh, or not. Obviously, perfumes are for sure going to have it. 
uh, colognes almost for sure will have it. Many of the liquid deodorants type of things will have it uh, as well. Uh, so lip, lip, anything that goes into your mouth is not is 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 the minog for sure. It's nothing to do with ethyl alcohol. No, no. It's it's going into your mouth. That's toothpaste or anything like that. One should check that they don't have Hamas products in it. Okay. It also has lipsticks on the CRC. The, the CRC is great. That's why I said look at the CRC. They have exhaustive lists, as does the Star K. Okay. Uh, and the OU also has a lot of that stuff in there as well. I, I, today it's so easy. It's all online. Okay. I am just pointing out that there are not everyone is careful about the ethyl alcohol, uh, and and I think many are, but not everyone. Okay. Um, I, I say this every year. I remind you. I don't have I don't have stock uh, in Clorox wipes, but I do love Clorox wipes around Pesach time. Uh, I told everyone that uh, Clorox wipes are our friend. Esther <laughs> Rachel said before you walked in that her favorite part of this year every year is when you say Clorox wipes. It's true. I love Clorox wipes. Yes. You know, my wife writes in this article. You should come in in good spirits. Clorox wipes is our friend. I'm telling you, it's such a. Why is Clorox wipes our, our friend? Because what Clorox wipes allow us to do is it makes most uh, crumbs or what you're worrying inedible. about inedible, right? Clorox it makes something inedible. So let's take toys, right? You know, you can sit there and, and inspect toys, or you could take your Clorox wipe. And now, toys, by the way, why are toys need to be checked? Because you can't trust we children. A, you can't trust <laughs> well, More than you can't trust children. They for sure, they, if, if they have food around, they're going to stuff food around these things, especially when they're like two years old, one years old. Like they, they, feed, they feed their dolls and their little kitchens. You know, um, I, you know I, I, it's actually convenient on one hand. It's not convenient. Like my son Aaron, like I, I walk out, so it's like, like, like fingerprints like on my jacket. So in case I ever spill, I can always say my son got me, you know. But, you know, they, they put food wherever they're going, right? Um, so what do, you, what do you do with toys? You, just, you can look at it really, like literally five seconds. Take the Clorox wipe. Put it around it. If there's anything on it, what happens to it? There's no. Obviously, if you have a kitchen toy, you should open it to make sure there's no cookies, you know, in their granola bars in there. But that should take. That doesn't take a long time. Yes. For kids' toys, do you think you need to do that, or if you look at it and it looks okay, is it fine? If it looks it looks okay, then it's fine. I mean, it also depends on the ages of your kids, right? If your kids yeah. are six, seven, eight, they're not doing that anymore, right? Maybe your kids when they're six, seven, eight. <laughs> <laughs> you would not believe. How much dried on Play-Doh I found in one of my kids' rooms. Oh. Right. So actually, Play-Doh, it's, it's a good thing to mention Play-Doh. Play-Doh is chametz. Literally chametz. Right? Play-Doh is, anyone has children, grandchildren, and you have Play-Doh, Play-Doh is 100% uh, chametz. But for the toy itself, you just should, it should take a few seconds. If you're not worried about it, if your older kids play with it or it's not, then you don't have to do that. Um, um, clothes. Uh, you know, it, it, it would seem to be that clothes should be, you know, yeah, but if you're going to a Seder, you know, you wear your kittel on, pace, on Rosh Hashanah, you know, Kippur, not by Rosh Hashanah, or you wear it some other time, and it has food on it, or any clothes that you just wore to a wedding, or whatever it is, yeah, most people's clothes, they dry, clean, they wash, just make sure whatever you wear to the table is, uh, is, is, uh, is clean. Tablecloths, vinyl tablecloths are not good for Pesach. If you have vinyl tablecloths, you have to get new ones. The minig is to get new tablecloths for Pesach. But if you have cloth, 
tablecloths, right? So technically, if you wash it with hot water and detergent, and you check it, because... It's guess, an edible. It's, uh, but you could have real comments on it. Right. You know, so I, I would suggest, you can, don't tell Larry Kosdan, get plastic, get some, or, or get special ones for Pesach and keep it every year. They don't go, Pesach happens every year, no surprise here. You buy it once, you buy it, you put it in the Pesach box, and you put your, your tablecloth there. Uh, but if, if needs be, one could wash tablecloths, clean them. Um, what and, if after you clean them, there's still a spot? Then you got to get rid of it. A spot or, or, or a crumb? Like a, Maybe a spot. A like spot's a not a problem. Yeah. No, it's not a problem. It's not edible. It's not edible. Yeah, yeah. Um, if it's a farina spot, if that, that could be, it would be a problem. But I don't know what that is. A farina? You know what a farina is? Cereal. It's like a hot cereal. It's like a hot cereal. It's wheat. Oh, like a cream of wheat, you know. Okay. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Um, okay. Um, tables in general, uh, just since we're here, um, are something that, especially the, the eating tables, I have to be super careful about. I mean, because anything hot, you know, goes on a table. So if something spills hot foods. The tables are really, you want to make sure a table is first, take a, uh, it's, now this, here's a good table. Should not take long on this table. It's, it's flat, it's straight. We just take the Clorox wipe, you'd wipe the table, you know, clean that completely. Then, after you, you do the, you cover, you do it, you should, it's good to, to cover it with something which is waterproof. Right? She's making comments for the upsharing. No, no, here we can, you know. Uh, so uh, you can you cover the table with a waterproof thing. Why waterproof? Because if you're, if you're at the table, what would happen if you have a tablecloth on it on, pe- on Pesach and you spill hot matzo ball soup? What happens is the it table absorbs. Gets, absorbs, it gets hot. And if there's any hummets, it's a problem. So Because the biggest issue on Pesach is where you have food for two reasons. Number one is there's no nullification on Pesach. Usually, what's an nullification? 160. 160. So if you have a drop of pig by mistake fall into your pot, if there's 60 times as much food, your food in your pot is kosher. Right? Meat and milk, all these cases. If, if you have one speck of chametz fall into a pot, and the pot's 5,000 times the size, the whole pot is trafe, the food and the pot. So if there, if, there, if there be hot soup on the table... And the table had hot chametz for sure. That's a problem if it spills. Does everyone understand that? So there's no nullification on Pesach. Say it again. It means any chametz makes food not kosher on Pesach. So if you have a, a, a closet in your basement with a crumb there, which is dirt, then I don't would even worry about that. That's not edible. But if you have a crumb on your table, or your table doesn't even have crumbs. It has absorbed chametz. On Pesach, that's a problem. Throughout the year, it's not. But on Pesach, especially for Ashkenazim, that is a problem. Okay? So with your table, it shouldn't, it's, all you have to do is, it's very simple. Take a wipe, Korok, so if you, have a, if you have a leaf table, I don't have a leaf. I should. I really should buy beforehand. But I think I'm worried about the SEC checking my tapes and saying, oh, you bought it, you knew this. I can tell you how much Korok's wipes I bought for your wife, so yeah, I know. You know, we get, we get a lot, yeah. <laughs> So, if you have a, a this table is simple. You just take this table should take a person to check, thirty five seconds. You know, uh, so a leaf you have to open up, right? But you, but most people also have a, the table cover cover the whole year, right? So it's not really. It should also take minimal time. But the, what you should do with the table is take the cloth, so 
outside. If you have kids below, for sure, as well. Or adult kids, like men sometimes, those guys. You know, they, uh, Big size kids. Yeah, you know, just check under. It should not take long. The, the, the bottom of the table does not need to be covered. No one's eating from the bottom of the table. You, know, you cover the entire table with some type of waterproof covering. So this all over any hardware source solves that. You just use like a plastic tablecloth. You could put, um, the only thing is you want to make sure that water doesn't get through it. Technically that's fine. It just, it's waterproof covering covers it. What we do in my house is we cover it with a waterproof covering and we put another tablecloth on top of it and then we have the food. Yep. So my table is very unique. Um, it has a leaf built already into it. Okay, so when I go to take it apart, I have to clean everything down. And what we usually do is we put a big cardboard box, like, you know, we cut it out and we put it on top. And then we put our tablecloth on top. Is that okay? Yeah, so, so again, it doesn't be, if it's thick cardboard, nothing's going to happen. Really? Because, yeah, then that's also would be fine. But that's pretty thick cardboard. If you don't, most of them with their table like that, it's just, yeah, you put some word perfect, that doesn't. Okay? Uh, shelves in, in your closets. Uh, again, you, you, you check it, take an ammonia, your Clorox wipe, your, your friend, right, wipe it. So if there's any crumbs there, they're pulverized. It's not edible. Once you have a Clorox wipe, they touch it. So you don't, you don't, what you don't need to do, unless you're, you know, Rebetzin Kanievsky, or you want to be that way, is sit there and look in the closet and check, maybe I missed a crumb. Because if there was a crumb in a, in a, in a, in a closet, they don't put a hot food in their, in their, in their pantries. No, no OCD, no, no, yeah. no one who, like, hides hordes, none of that. Okay. So no one puts hot pots in their pot. So there's not really a concern of hot. So what would you do? You take your ammonia wipe. You don't have to check it for crumbs even. You look real quick. You see anything big there not, or, or, you know. If there's anything there, it's now unedible. And you just line it. Now, if you want to be more righteous, you can sit there and search for crumbs. But you don't have to do that. Right? I, I remember Mrs. Lindenbaum. She should have a refuah shlema. Uh, if I'd say this, Rabbi, you're so modern. And no one calls me modern. She, in this area, like in Baghdad, we would never do that. Now you have to check you got to go there and check for every crumb. You can't do this. But I didn't have Clorox wipes in Baghdad, right? <laughs> you know, uh, you know they, they also didn't have, like, you know, going to pars and, like, getting normal food in Baghdad. You know, they, they, they processed food. I mean, again, if you, wanted, I'm not, if you want to be super stark and you could do this happily, pantry is a good time to be a little extra time. But if you, 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 if you Clorox wipe it and you don't see anything, it's for sure fine. The minig, the minig is to cover, to, to, to line it. It doesn't need to be with waterproof in a cabinet. You could put I've newspaper on it. You can put any cover on it. Yeah. Do you mean all cabinets or just the cabinets? Food, where cabinets. You store food, food. food, food. Pantry, outside. pantry. No, no. Your closed cabinets, you okay. don't need to. Just I was food. getting a little No, no. no food, closed food. cabinets are closed. Yeah. Daddy, pantry, pan, yeah, yeah, pantry, yeah, cab, pantry cabinets. No, no. Um, I, I, I mentioned this. Yeah. Foil. Aluminum foil is fine, also. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, I've I've been to people's houses look like a metal kitchen before. I would suggest using the thick one and then folding it over. Yeah, I've seen people because they rip. I've seen people spoil hair and pieces. Yeah, the foil, the thin foil rips very easily. But again, if it did, you could just put a new foil there. It doesn't become chametz stick. It's not a big deal, right? In your, when we get to your kitchen, where your oven is, that's a big deal. Because <laughs> that, if it's your, on Pesach, you may get, you may have slight problems. Not nothing. 
Uh, I mention this because every year this happens. Vacuum bags, change your vacuum bag before Pesach. You sit there, you just sweep up you all your... You have bags that are right. Or, that my next step, clean. just clean it out. Uh, just clean it out. Uh, check brooms, if you have a cover broom, which will have it. Um, rings, if, if you need with your ring, the issue with rings is, rings are metal, right? Rings are metal, and rings definitely touch hot challah. Rings definitely touch hot chametz over the year, right? So your ring, if you're a lady and you keep your ring on always when you cook and bake, has for sure touched hot chametz. So that ring is like a pot, <laughs> right? That's like a pot. One second. If you touch food on Pesach, which is hot, not if it's cold, just like, what's the difference between a pot hot and your ring is hot, you're right? It, it, it absorbs. So, um, you, if you're going to cook with your ring on or do like that, you should just pour hot water o- o- over it. It doesn't need to be hagala, just pour hot water and, and that does it, yeah. yeah. But by definition, if you're touching it, it wouldn't be Yad so let us both. So, why no, is it So, there's a principle called Kabbalah Kachboto. The way it comes in, it goes out. Okay. That's a good question. I don't get to, to the halachic principle. Like, there's a second issue of Kabbalah Kachboto with this type of stuff. Well, if, you, if you're not going to touch hot foods with your ring, it's not going to be a problem. You should know, by the way, the minute is anything that's around food has to be kosher Pesach. So if you keep your leichter, your candlesticks on your table on Shabbos, right, you should kosher them for Pesach. Or don't put them on your Pesach table, right? Put them off the table where you can see them. Then they just have to be clean. But if they're metal, what happens with metal? Metal transfers taste. Right. right? So on Pesach, you can't... Anything which is going to be around chametz during the year... And I mentioned rings and candlesticks because people... Uh, you know, it's all, usually not uh, on it. Let's say this room, this floor in this room. This room should be like a no-brainer. If you mop the floor in this room with detergent, right? Anything on this floor will be inedible. So do you have to sit there and check for crumbs on the floor? No. Because it's mopped. Right, and if you if you mop a floor with 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 uh, so all floors uh, that would be the, uh, uh, the case. Um, I, 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 you know, I, I'll, I'll mention this, but but garbage cans. If there's edible food in garbage cans, what day is Pesach this year? Friday night. Friday night. Friday night. So c- most people have pick up in Willow Glen Wednesday and Thursday, right? Yeah. So uh, I, I have pick up Wednesday. Wednesday, I am not putting any chametz in my garbage after when, that Wednesday. I'll get the last chametz. Huh? Well, you caught my face. You saying? Just said it's still it's edible, even if it's in you, the garbage. You, you throw out plenty edible. of gar- edible food, don't you? You you're, unless you're like a real leftovers. You're from Texas. What do you mean? Like you throw out like I'm you very br- careful. You're careful. Okay, but you in the most pile. What, what do you do with my compost pile? I'm just joking. <laughs> 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 that was good. Yeah. Yes. I live in a complex. So once I put it in my garbage, it's is it considered? It's like not yours. Yeah, yeah, I used to. I used to. I, I'm visit you. Actually, I'm yeah. Every, every year, I, I give it to like. I used to give it to Joel. To come visit me the Thursday. Well, I used to give it to Joel Gadai. Say, Joel, this is now your garbage. He would pick it up. He'd own it, and he would throw it in his garbage can. Uh, if anyone needs help the Thursday before Pesach, before I'll put it on the bulletin, the show bulletin. And the same thing I mention every year, and everyone laughs, is if you wear dentures. Wait, wait, so wait, 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 wait
Um, because that's actually what we're up to. Um, uh, dentures, uh, uh, or bite plates. Dentures or bite plates. Retainers? Uh, uh, anything, do you eat with a mouth? You eat, you eat with a mouth guard? Yeah, at night because I, I grind my teeth at night. No, but do you, you eat with it? Well, no. No, no. no, 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 no we're no, talking about things eat. you would eat with over oh, okay, here. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, there are those who, ma- who are machbid to, to magil, uh, there are, uh, to do hagalo on them. There are those who just don't eat hot, hot chametz for 24 hours before. And there are those who, fought, f- f- who argue that uh, you should take a hot drink and that's it. Okay? I think the general custom is not to eat hot chametz for 24 hours and to rely on that. Because, but there are those who definitely do hagala on it as well. Uh, don't tell me. Uh, 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 yeah. What if you, what if you have metal dental work in your mouth that can't be removed? So just don't eat hot chametz for 24 hours. Yeah. But maybe we'll have it, like fillings and stuff like that. No, not fillings. I have a retainer that's it's actually um, glued to my teeth, so I can't take it. Really? Yeah. Oh, I have one too. Oh, I didn't have that. Uh, okay. Mine are removable. Okay. Um, candlesticks is mentioned if it's on the tape. Um, okay. I'm going to just. Uh, throughout the house, if you're in an area which is ne- never, never. Uh, with chametz, you don't have to check it. Anywhere where potential is chametz, you need to check. Um, again, if, it's, if you're looking for crumbs under carpets, if, it's, if, you, car- if you vacuum it, and it's all dirt, dusty and dirty. What's the, what's the issue? I would with if you have kids, little kids, uh, you, that's a bigger challenge. So there, you need to actually look under things. I have found. Now I've had little kids for I don't know seventeen years now. Uh, <laughs> so I haven't had a period of life where I didn't have this. But over the years, I found granola bars, uh, things under couches, under all kinds of places, and they all go like this. You know, like. You know, the big kids, the little kids, everyone, like, oh, this hair, it's hair. But, but over a year, there's no question that, you know, things put, we don't look under the couch usually or under here. It, that, that doesn't take a lot of time. If, in any room, it's not a matter of, of a few minutes to look. One thing which I every year make sure to check are suitcases. Check all suitcases. Even if you don't keep them in your house, like I keep mine in the garage. But do you travel, you, you eat food with it? You bring food in your travel? I carry it in my purse. I don't I found, carry it I found cummies in So listen, it, I, I, sometimes I, you just put in a package. You know, ask your husband. You, uh, you know, I think, I think Dan, when he goes traveling, yeah, yeah so this is put him to work. This is why you're in charge. Um, I check your purse for the same yeah. reason. Purse, suitcases, but suitcases people don't check. What happens is they go traveling, they, they, go, they have a trip to Israel, to New York, or to where it may be. They, they went traveling, they, at the airport they bought a box of cookies or crackers, and they left in a suitcase, and they, and they, and they just put it through little, little comments. Again, it doesn't take a lot of time, but it does just take opening the pockets to it. The, the minute is closed pockets to check all of our pockets in our clothes, especially kids' pockets. Adults, some adults never, you know, like, when I, I for many years, I had a record, my car was chametz free. My wife's car, forget about. But my kids in my car, I gave up on that, though. Now it's, it's, it's chametz light. Uh, my wife's car, Hashem Yazor, every year, it's like, she's a tzaddikis, and she has, she carpals, and, these, and she doesn't have, I mean, they're eating, there's probably a few pounds of chametz a day in that car. Ask the kids who ride in my car. No food in my car. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, so cars, you know, ha- have to be checked if you have kids. Certainly, if you're an adult, you have to check where you would have where you would have it. Um, I want to focus now on the kitchen, right? And that really is the most important area. I, I, like, the hardest part is you do that last. Yeah. yeah so save your energy. No, I know, but time wise, time wise, yeah. So I really, lady, you know, if there's other things you can do first. For those, Alto, my house was in three floors, so I always did the kitchen before I would do the bottom floor, so that way I had more time and more energy to focus on the kitchen. The bottom floor was the part I was least concerned about, and I could save that for last. Yeah. So I, 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 my wife does. I mean, poor me. (laughs) My house like pace a day. Like I don't know how long before usually. but but besides having uh, uh, and this is not, this is serious. Obviously, if you're if you're married or if you have children, this is not this is a group project, you know. But she does the, the like my the upstairs rooms of my house are already done. They have like signs on it, closed for Pesach or Chametz free zone. Like which, by the way, are important if you have kids to put these signs because they know, you know, that there's a death penalty. <laughs> He'll get hung, right? If you go in there in the comments, you know, the, so she does things, we, we, so that when you get closer, it's, it's done. So it's really, it may be closer, but there's nothing else to do at that point. There's only the kitchen. Um, you know, so um, kitchen really is the most, kitchen and eating area, whether it's if you're, di- if you're eating in your dining room or living, wherever you eat, wherever you have food. So the, the eating area is really the table, but the kitchen's anywhere you have food. So this is really quick. Kitchen items that cannot be koshered. Okay, absolutely not, cannot be koshered. No ifs, no ands, no buts. Um, mixers. All of these things should go on your sale. Mixer, I mean, you don't sell the, the, the vessels. You sell, if, you, if they're dirty, you sell the chametz on it. You put it in this, but you put it in the area of your sale. Mixers, bread machine, baking utensils, crock pots, graters, um, if you're Ashkenazi, the most most Ashkenazi for Pesach, do not kasher anything with plastic handles. Svardim do, right? Uh, but most Ashkenazim do not do kasher plastic because they hold the plastic's not kasherable for Pesach. Pasta makers, sandwich makers, <laughs> toasters. Anyone's, is, is anyone selling bread or cookies or crackers for Pesach? Uh, we sell chametz. So you can sell chametz, bread, cookies, crackers. You get rid of it all? When I get rid of it, my own home. What do you do? You sell it? Yeah, I usually give it to my neighbor. Oh, you no, don't sell not it. selling it. That's giving it away. You give it away. But if you had a box of flour and so, what do you, you keep yeah, it? Yeah, we, so, we sell it. You sell it. So your toaster, you should not clean. You, if you're selling chametz, just put your toaster into the sale and where you sell it. Don't clean the toaster. Don't clean any of this stuff. Just put it with the sale. If you're, so there are people who do not sell chametz gummer, and those people will clean their toaster. But if you're selling bread or cookies or crackers or cereal or, or, or pasta. Why in the world are you cleaning your toaster? Just take your toaster, take your sandwich maker, just put it where the sale is and don't see it again. Yeah. Okay. So if you don't if you don't sell chametz gamor, you would have to like clean your kitchenaid mixer and your bread mixer. If you're makbed that way, that's a chumrah. Yeah. If you're if you're makbed chametz gamor, because that could have chametz gamor on it. Um, yeah. I have a question. Uh oh. You know, <laughs> I have a, you know secretary. They're not they're not Jewish. And I'm working in Holomoy Pesach. Now, they have a bread. Yeah, so ask me, office, this is not a house. This is a okay. separate question. This is a good but question. Still, there. Yeah, my father has this question too, by the way. So okay. I want you to know, you know, you're not alone. It's a good question. You know, this is a good question. But I don't want to deal with it now because it's not a house cleaning thing. That's, you should ask me that though after. Um, so, sandwich maker, toaster, toaster, waffle irons, 
Um, blender plates, blades. I don't even know why I put that down, but if you do have that, you can't kasha these things. Just put it in your sail. Also, very important, very important, cookbooks, benchers, recipe boxes, used toothbrushes, or picks. You know, use a pick. Mm-hmm. That's any that's uh, toothbrushes, anything used toothbrushes, all should be put in sale. And I, I say this every year because I, 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 I mentioned the story painted macaroni. I, 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 will, I said this before, I will never forget. I went to a rabbi's house on Cholomayed and I was sitting at his table and we were talking about Pesach and Torah. And like, I, I was looking, like, what my eyes, like maybe I was hallucinating. <laughs> I was looking again. It's a little Chol HaMoyed Pesach. And I'm looking again. And I start going like this. Okay. Kids artwork. And I'm looking. I said, is that macaroni? Like he had in his dining room, on the wall, painted macaroni. And they, they had had it up for months. They were so used to it. They cleaned their house probably like crazy over Pesach. But the painted macaroni was... On the where they had their seder, actually, they sat there at their seder, looking, not realizing they were so like immune to that painted macaroni. So I, you know, any like kids projects that would have these things, obviously, just you don't want to throw out the kids project, right? But you could. Oh, you don't tell them. No, no. He's like, oh, it's so beautiful, <laughs> right? So, but benches really, benches really. Every year, I, I have every year. Uh, for my wedding, when we got when we got married, extra benchers. Some I use for Shabbos, some I put away for Pesach. Just, yeah. We have benchers, like you know, if, if I, if you, if you, you know, if it's it's in mint condition, the bencher, you can use it. You just take it off the table because you need to bench for Pesach. Otherwise, you use your Haggadah for benching for Pesach. Okay. Um, this is for children. High chairs, high chairs, high chairs. Um, yeah, you should pour hot water over the high chair. Okay, hot food goes in those high chairs. So pour hot water over the high chair and cover it with something that's waterproof afterwards. Okay? Uh, you put hot food on of chametz and you're going to put hot food on on Pesach as well. So high chairs, you, you, have, you have grandchildren, no? Yeah. They're coming. Yeah. They're going to bring a high chair, a high chair from Baltimore? The booster, booster chairs, the same halacha by booster chairs. You gotta, if, it, if it's used for chametz, you got to pour boiling hot water over it. Or double cover it and just clear. If you don't want to pour boiling hot water, you know, take a Clorox wipe, put it on top, put two levels on it, and you're done. Also, you don't have to pour boiling. boiling. Like the platter. We're not there yet. We're not. I haven't done. Yeah. Platter for Shabbat too. Oh, so hold on, platter. We're gonna get, get there. Okay. Um, which which materials could be kosher and which materials cannot be kosher? Okay. Uh, earthenware. Anything earthenware cannot be kosher. Metals could be kosher. Um, stone and granite and marble and wood, which are untreated and just pure stone, could be. Uh, I think people have granite countertops are ludicrous to kosher. Like, there's certain very fancy and rich communities where they pour the boiling hot water and they have, some people are careful. But why would you sit there and get your whole kitchen wet? Just take all you have to do is cover the countertops. Take it. If you ask me, my house, I would never in a billion years do that. I take my, my friend, the Clorox wipe, I take it over my countertops, which are, I think, where are my countertops? I think they're for Michael. 
don't even know. Truth yeah, is, I, I don't pay attention. Um, um, but I think they're from like or stone or something. But I don't, I, it doesn't make a difference. Uh, Sam, you have different types. See, you know, I don't pay. <laughs> uh, I. What do you do? You put. So I, I, I take. I literally, if you know, I take a, 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 a Clorox wipes. Make sure it's clean. And just put. We have a thick plastic cover, or or, or and for the areas we don't have that, we just put a waterproof thing on top of it, and it's covered. On the granite, or whatever it is, or you can do whatever, and that's it. That takes really minutes. Where do you get a thick plastic cover, like Home Depot. Home Depot, and you can just give the measurements, and they cut it for you. Oh, I hate that store. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Send Kevin then. I do. I'm like, you don't like Home Depot. I hate it. Uh, but really, I mean, but the countertops, the countertops could take you a couple hours if you do hagala on top of it, or it could take you minutes. A my few head, minutes. I had like the old-fashioned tiles. Oh, yeah. Um, so, but but stone, they, they can be kashered. Plastic and rubber, Ashkenazim, typically do not kasher for Pesach. Sephardim do. Okay, for Sephardi, you would. And uh, uh, Same thing with glass. Sephardim kasher glass. Ashkenazim do not kasher glass. Uh, what Corel and Pyrex are? Glass. Glass, so we do not kasha those things for Pesach. A Sephardi, most many Sephardim do. Okay, some don't, but many do. Uh, china, corningware, silver, silverstone, porcelain, enamel, towels are all earthenware and not kasherable. For mica, Teflon, Corian are all plastic, and the same rubber, melmac, all these things uh, are like that. Um, if you're going to be kashering metal. For, for, for vessels, there are uh, uh, a couple rules. Number one, it has to be completely clean. You do Hagalah, she'll have a Hagalah. Uh, number two is it cannot have been used with hot chametz for 24 hours. Hot chametz. Um, or used with a hot sponge, with a sponge which is used with chametz and washed. So the number one item that's kashered every year, is kiddush cups. And that's really proper. You should not have a cheap kiddush cup at your seder. You're supposed to be like a king and queen, right? So if you, Shabbos this year is way before, but Haggalah is on Sunday. Every year we have the Haggalah on Sunday because that's practical for people. So if you're gonna, you want to kash your kiddush cup, does anyone have hot wine with their kiddush cup? Hot uh, grape juice? So very easy. Use it for your water, your grape juice. Just when you want to rinse it off after Shabbos, use cold water and rinse it and bring it the next day. Okay? Um, but if you want to use knives and forks, don't use it for that Shabbos if you're going to do it. Okay? I, I will tell you, um, just my own Seder, like the first night, it's, I have my rules since I'm here, only family. Second, I'm at like 30 people right now. Like, and that's usually, I think we're closed at this point. Uh, you know, but we have a lot of people. And so the first night we use, like, we have like our fancy dishes in China. Second night we buy very fancy plastic every year because there's sanity. But one thing we do is we have kiddush cups. I mean, you know, you're, it's a dalit crisis, it's a mitzvah. Uh, you know, it's important to, to, to do so kiddush cups. If you're going to use forks or knives or things like that, you can use a pot. Every I have a few ladies come in. I can't like with shopping carts, like like pulling pulling things, you know, along. You know, 
just make sure, just if you if it's metal and not used fine, just make sure you don't use it for that Shabbos, for your chillin' pot, because you can't do Haggalah that Sunday if that's the case, okay? So if you would do it in your house, you would take a pot that was not used for 24 hours, which is completely clean, and not used for 24 hours. You would have boiling water, and the water has to be a continual boil. It means even when you put something in there, the boil has to continue. That's how hot the water would be. And, and you have to put a pot in there. It has to be for about 20 to 30 seconds. Then take it out. And according to the minute, rinse it with cold water. But if you want to take big pots or stuff like that, you, you, most people don't have a pot. They have to do that. So the shul uh, on March 26th in the afternoon. 25th. March 25th. What day is your option? 25th. The wedding's on the 25th. That's how I know it's Sunday. Whose wedding? The K-wedding's on Sunday, the okay. 25th. Right. In honor of the K-wedding, uh, we'll have Haggalah. So you can come here and do it here. If you want to do it at your house, at your own leisure, you can do it. Our vat is massive. It's massive. It fits almost everything. There has been a, there have been a couple of things. But remember, Haggalah is not like Tefillah's Kalim. When you, the mikvah should be filled the next day or two. When the mikvah is filled, you have to do Tefillah the whole vessel at once. You can't have anything outside the mikvah. By Haggalah, I can put half, and switch it, and flip it the other half. Right? So Haggalah, you can... There are people who do urns, Sephardic, because they can do the plastic knobs. They'll do their urn in it. Like Yuval Shachar, every year, brings in this massive urn. I can't fit the whole thing in. And it's a big... It's not like, a, like that urn. It's like the big one, right? Yeah. Like that one down there. Not like that uh-huh. one, right? So you put half of it in, and you can do the other half uh, of it as well. Um, you have to do that if it's just water. If it's just hot water. You, put bread on top of it. Oh, you have oatmeal, instant oatmeal? No. So then you do you have hot food next to it, which is hot bread? Then you don't have to do it. But if you, if you, it, it depends on your, what you're practicing. If you use it for oatmeal, um, then you'd have to do it. If you use it for farina, now that your daughter knows what farina is, although most times you, you, you know, anything like that, you'd have to do an urn, right? If you put hot cholent under it to do it or anything like that, right? So, so, it's like this. Since it's plastic, many Ashkenazim were not. There are those who would. Who are, Sephardim would. Sephardim for sure would. Uh, um, if you're only, it's only out of concern, you really think it's fine. You didn't use it for oatmeal. You didn't use it for chillin. And just maybe, then some people would definitely would because it's not really, it's only to make sure than you, than you would. Um... um yeah, and he does it like every, I mean, a couple people do like these things every year. They they, they bring it. Um, so twenty four hours of uh, downtime that goes for for all metal uh, for, for 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 all metal. Okay. Um, okay. Let's now get to kitchen things like, like microwaves. We're not there yet. Um, cooktops. Cooktops. Stovetop, cooktop, whatever you want to call it, whatever part of the country you're from. Um, so, the gr- if you have uh, electric burners, that's life is easy to kosher. It's hard for yomtif because you can't adjust those things. But for kosher, they're very easy. What do you do with an electric burner? Turn it up. Fifth, turn it to the high so it turns red. 15 minutes. The burner is now kosher. 
Yeah. Is that you have to leave it once it gets the highest setting? You have to leave it there for fifteen minutes. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Some say even ten. Because part of that time, it's getting up yeah. to that temperature. Yeah. Oh, wait, so fifteen. So you just you turn it on to the highest setting. Fifteen minutes later, you can turn it off. No, no let no, it turn no. red. It will turn red if you turn on the, on the highest. It turns within sixty seconds. Once it, yeah. Then you, um, go you know, yeah, then you have 15 minutes. Uh, you know, again, if you do it for 12 minutes, I would say it's fine. But, but the minute is to do 15 minutes just to make sure. Um, uh, if you have, if you have uh, a glass stovetop, you're out of luck. Does anyone have glass stovetop here? Yeah. That's what I have. You have? So what I say every year to do, because you can really, if, there is a way, but I you're almost definitely going to break it, yeah. your glass stovetop, if you're renting, right? Spy burners. They're fifteen dollars a lot. You can't turn it on for fifteen. No, no, no. the glass. It'll it's crack glass. the glass. It's, first no, of all, you have to bring the glass. It can't yeah. cut your glass. But, but, no, 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 even that. if you could, it would. It'll it's damage it. Can't cut your. It has to be covered. Um, and um, when you use that, the glass yeah, it's not practical, right. really. So, oh, you buy burners for fifteen dollars. Fifteen dollars at Walgreens or the. Uh, Amazon yeah, delivers even to your door. I have stock in Amazon, though. That, that's good investment. Google Express. So if you have uh, gas, which are great for yomtif, but not, for, but if you have a self-cleaning oven, I would just put the grates into the self-clean oven because that just that those things are the, the grates. You get me nervous, by the way. Me? Yes. Let's get a wow. smile more. You come clean my house. Smile. <laughs> no, you, you, you do. You come home. Your help over. You come. You, you, you come. You come home. You tell your husband you have great news. He's gonna get a lot yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I know your schedule. Um, well, wait, wait, wait. We're gonna. To, so, 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 if you have electric, if you have, uh, if you have uh, the 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 the, um, the gas, you should. I would put those. The burners there, uh, and, and, if you, and if you don't have like self cleaners, ask what to do. Uh, the area between the burners should be covered with aluminum foil, heavy duty, heavy duty aluminum foil. The backsplash, completely, it's called the backsplash for a reason, mm-hmm. should be covered Splashes. with aluminum fo- foil. Can um, I ask what to yeah. do? Like my oven is older than me. Um, and so is the hood. The oven's so older than you? I'm sure that my oven's older than you. Oh, okay. Um, you could pity me, it's okay. It's no, I'm just trying to feel healthier, okay? Okay, but in any case, so I have to scrub my oven, it's very sad. But the hood... Wait, 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 I don't get it to oven, we haven't done it yet, but no, no, the oven I'm top. To I'm up to the hood, because that's above the stove. Right, I'm about to do that. It's like impossible to clean. Right, so... If it's so old, it'll probably all flake away. So, just, so if, how is much it, do I have to clean it? I'm gonna just cover the whole thing. Right. Just so, shut so it off, if I, I was gonna, in a second. So the drip pans should be cleaned very well, right? They don't need to be kosher because, right? But they should be cleaned completely, uh, uh, completely well. The backslash should be covered. Really, the oven area, wherever you're putting hot food, better be aluminum. It should look like shiny. It should be shiny. Like shiny armor all around there. That's an area where you want to put aluminum foil. I, you know, I've been to houses. I couldn't believe it. They put aluminum foil in their pantries and this and this. And then you go to their, where you go where their food is. Like it's like uncovered. I'm like, what are the other people out of their minds? Like that's the area where you want to cover because any hot food touches, it's not it's not kosher, right? It, you know, so you want to cover the whole backslash. And as Mrs. Lewis just mentioned, the overhead and also the fan. Uh, the overhead where the fan is, where the exhaust is, 
uh, should be covered as well. It should also, if possible, I, I would spray Lysol or some kind of detergent there. To, okay. to, but I don't think I could scrub it. That's so fine. just spray something if it's there, and then I'll uncover it with aluminum foil. Okay? Is that... And then once you take it off and you start cooking, that stuff's going to come back down into your pots. Right. Mm. It'll probably, if you're worried about that, yeah. That's what I was thinking. I, so I, then, so I, then. You cover your pot. I clean it and then I cover it. It's good. We're it, good. You, you know, yeah. yeah, if you're worried about that, yeah, okay. I, I can appreciate that. Um, yeah. If in the past you just sprayed it, but you didn't cover it. Do you need to worry about that from like a cash standpoint of whether you Today? that were underneath it? Or well, yes, you have to pop, posh this, you'd want to rely on. I wouldn't do that, though. It should be covered. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Ovens. Any questions about stovetops? So stovetop, that area should really cover with aluminum foil, everything in between. That should really be, look shiny. Nice nice and shiny with aluminum foil. Really, not too many areas need that. That area needs that. If it's electric burner, just turn on high. If it's stove, to- if it's if it's it's gas, just take the burn. If you're cut, if you're self cleaning your oven, anyways, put them in self cleaning. Those things are so thick, nothing's gonna happen there. Or you could you could um, cover them with like a blech and flip them for 15 minutes. Yep. So over the stove, we do have that exhaust and I cover and clean it. But then there's two glass wings on the side, so I clean them very carefully. So I have to cover them as well. I'd have to see it. I have no idea. I can't. I, mean, I can't. I have to see okay. it. Send me a picture. And it's show, with a picture of where it is by the oven. Does it get steamy? Yes. Then it should be covered. That's no question. About it. Steam is a problem, right? The, the, the issue with the, the, the exhaust and those glass things is what happens. You hold your, you're making your pasta, your, your souffles. What did you tell me to make again? Your what? meat pies, what do you do over there? Shepherd's pie? No. no shepherd's pie? Shepherd's no. Pie no, no, not sure. But Rabbi, I clean the glass. Pot pie. Pot pie. Chicken pot pie. Chicken pot pie. Chicken pot pie. It's all going there. It's absorbing into that. So when you have, you ever see a, a chicken soup co- bake for peso, oh, yeah. cook for peso? That thing is like, whoosh, whoosh, it's going straight up. And there's condensation. I mean, for sure it has to be covered. Anything that gets hot, yeah, I mean, that's the way to, as described. Ovens, um, if you have a self cleaning oven, Life is good. It's not as old as you. There's no way it can be. Uh, then life is good. Uh, you just do a self-clean oven. You run the cycle. You have to do nothing else. I mean, if you have a... Don't do self-clean oven with a collar roll in there, okay? <laughs> yeah. don't, don't leave your cake in there and do self-clean. But I'm telling you, if you have a normal oven, looks like it's greasy, dirty, you self-clean it, it pulverizes you, everything in there. Do you have to wait 24 hours after the self-clean Nothing. Oven? Zero. It pulverizes. Any, it's, it's, it's a... Between 850 and 1,000 degrees, that thing destroys everything in there. Um, I remember someone wants to self-clean their oven here, and they left like a thin metal thing. It, like, mm. It's a whole hollow left. It's like melted onto the racks. Um, self-clean oven, life is good. If you have friends of self-clean oven, you should make, you know, be nice the next well, couple make weeks. friends um, uh, You should do a full cycle. It usually is about four hours. You, today... All the self-cleaning ovens self-lock. You can't even open it once yeah, it's right. once it's been self-cleaned. Um, uh, there are just, just in case, there are those who are stringent that after the self-clean to cover the door, the glass door, because that, because of the window. Uh, we do that in my house. Uh, that's a stringency, but there are those, there are many people like who are. But I wouldn't say you have to, but. If you don't do that, it's a little question if something food falls on that, or 
you like you have like five trays there and you put it on the glass door. Like that people do, right? When it's boiling hot. So it's well, if you want to do the glass door, you would cover it with aluminum foil. On the outside, the hardest thing is you should ta- let it go all the way around and tape it on. Because if you tape it in the inside, what's going to happen is it's going to come off or melt or something like that. Yeah. The aluminum should come all the way around. I, don't worry, Jacob's coming and David will oh be fine. Oh my gosh, don't tell me. Uh, I mean, I'm happy yeah. that last year I have to repeat people. Uh, I've been no, no stove, nothing, because they, so, they clean so, so badly. You heard the story? That uh, do I hear the story? I, I'm still hearing about the story from your sons. They cashed her kitchen and they, they, bur- they busted her oven. Every Pesach. The one burner. Her yeshiva students. <laughs> they were very machmer. Uh, <laughs> anyone want to clean? I'm going to send to your house, by the way. Wow. Don't do a good job in your house. Her sons. Don't do a good job. Okay. <laughs> good. <laughs> so, okay, I, maybe it's just me, the one with that. No, no, wait. So, wait. Not, so, standard ovens. Standard ovens are... are, 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 are Standard ovens, you have to, you need it to scrub. So you're really using Easy Off or some cleansing, cleansing thing. Take off the grease. The, the grease is usually horrid on an oven. So if it's self-clean, it destroys. It, like it's libon, right? On a standard oven, which gets about five or five fifty, depending which one it is, it does not do that. Um, so for Pesach, you got to take Easy Off, clean it completely, uh, not use it for twenty four hours. To make sure that it's very well One second, one second, one second. Not use it for 24 hours. Um, yeah, with the easy off, the practicality, there are practicalities. Um, and then turn on the highest for about four hours. Even with that, some, or, or the longest you would have baked possible, two to four hours, depending. But uh, you could, you know, most do it for four to make sure, because if you live a different there for four hours, it needs to be four. It's a Kabbalah Kachpolta. If they do four hours, they're fine. If you never bake for more than an hour or two, then you can do less. Um, but the, even with that, there are those who hold that the racks should go into somebody's oven for self-cleaning. Because the, remember, the racks, when you turn the oven the highest, what happens to the oven? It gets red. No, the oven. An oven. And it gets hot. The racks is... It, when you have a challah that falls on those racks, it gets embedded into the rack. It's not so with the racks. There are those many you hold. You should either take a blowtorch. I've done the blowtorch. Blow or, or I've done the blowtorch before. No, I've used one. Yeah, yeah okay. this is like you know Texas. This is oh, like, you should only, you should only gun, gun, guns and blowtorches. <laughs> what else do you have down there? Oh, you should. I'm telling you. Wait, wait, so, so, but if you don't, or get, or make nice with somebody who has self-cleaning oven, put your racks in their oven. Um, if you don't have that, what I would suggest is when you put food, just put aluminum foil on the rack. Right. No, that's not my so, worry. My so, worry is preparing it for turning it on. Yeah, that's, that's that is a worry. It's a real problem. Yeah. And my, so, my newest problem is that my element blew. Okay, so I had it replaced. That's fine. But the spot where it blew. Like I think it like melted something into the oven. I have no idea. It's not it's edible. From the element yeah, it's, from it's, so you should if you easy off it, it will be completely unedible. But usually, like I, I clean it to like you can't feel anything. It's just stained maybe, but that you can't feel anything, right? Like that is not actually something cooked on. Like that spot, I'm not gonna know. I mean, if you easy off it and you try to clean, I mean, it cannot be normal food. Right. 
So, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's more than that, it's probably toxic. <laughs> oh, great. No, but you clean it, you clean it well. Right, right. But that's the, the problem, the problem with easy on right just means they're clean. But if I took your rack and I put burning hot chametz on it, the oven heat does not take that out, according to most opinions. So you either have to blow a torch them, self-clean them, or put aluminum foil on top of them. Put, when you're cooking, you use aluminum foil on top of them. Okay? Yeah. What is ceramic glass for stovetops? It should be covered. That's different than regular glass? No, yeah, it can't be. You can't use it. It's glass. It can't be kosher. A burner, the problem is the burner, right? So you can't do, and, and you can't cover the middle areas. If you cover glass or ceramic, it will shatter. What happens if you cover those areas with heat? The burners are on, and, it, and it's covered, the, the glass will shatter. All right, so, no, no, if, but you just get, you ever get, you just get a, bur, a burner. People just, you don't even have mine. I have two, I don't need any more. There you go. You'll, you'll kosher my, my, yeah. You'll do her racks. All right, so wait. Um, warming drawers cannot be kosher. Warming drawers, can, warming warming drawers. drawers cannot be kosher. Warming, warming drawers. drawers. On the oven. That's where you put your the bottom drawer. If you have one. Um, yes. Hi. Um, so for cleaning the inside of your oven before setting it to 500 or whatever, um, does it really need to be spotless, or if you've easy offed it twice and gotten off what you can get off, can you just? When I say spotless, you can't be chametz there. If, if yeah. you know, so it should be. I mean, I, I again, it should be nothing on there. You know that if, if, not the. You know, it, you have a blowtorch. No, I do not own a blowtorch. I've used a blowtorch. Okay, good. Other right. people's blowtorches. But if, that, if I've already easy offed it twice and there's still like some black stuff on there, and it's just it looks black and charred. If you know, again, if it's literally, if it's if it's edible, it's a problem. If it's poisoned and not edible, it's not a problem. Yeah, no, it's been easy off. I would be calling poison control. Yeah, so then it's not then it's not. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Micro. Yeah. What about the knobs for the oven and the? Oh, thank you for asking that question. There, you should. Ideally, they should. uh yeah, I take mine off and I clean them thoroughly. Exactly. They should be cleaned thoroughly. They should be covered. Um, do, does, it, does hot chametz hit your knobs? Yes. Yeah. No. They do? Then you should, then, you should, then with the knobs, you should just pour it into boiling hot water. That for, you, that you don't you have to cover that front piece. Like where it's like this. If you have hot food that touches it during the year, and if hot food touches it on Pesach, it won't be kosher. I don't think it's a common thing to hit there. So the only concern Even would if be. Wood, you can't get it off. I Meaning it's something that dripped. Yeah, so you, you can cover it, and then you're safe. Or if a food hits it, it's not it's not going to be kosher. That's it. Yeah, at my house, I think we cover that area. If I remember correct, my wife covers the, that area, okay. and then after she just cleans. Okay, microwaves. Um, nothing is right because really plastic. You should not kosher a plastic microwave. If you have a metal microwave, anyone have metal microwaves? Okay, so if you had a metal, that could be kosher. But plastic, uh, or whether the convection or regular microwave, should, uh, should not be uh, um, kosher if they're plastic. Because we, we do not kosher those things. Um, Aren't microwaves like metal with enamel over them? No, no, no. It's hard plastic. 
Yeah, it's plastic. Yeah. So microwaves, the hashkachas recommend not to kosher as a general general rule. Yeah, is it, no, no, not, that's for the year, not for Pesach. Not for Pesach. Okay, uh, sinks, countertops. Uh, actually, before sinks, I was dishwasher. Anyone have stainless steel dishwashers? My mother. Even the stainless steel ones, the... the so the there, in theory, in theory, there's a way to kosher that, if you're mashuga, but it's plastic, you cannot kosher dishwasher. Uh, blechs and hot plates, I'm going to do the sinks afterwards. Blechs and hot plates cannot be koshered, but if you're able to clean a plata very well, completely, and cover it, then it's fine. You know, uh, Some people want to have their own hot plate for Pesach, that's... Uh, we have one for specific. Oh, I have two yeah. We bought from Romy last year, and he'll have it again. Yeah. And it's, I have one. Um, what about boats? Huh? Boat oh, we're at sink. We have to sink for some of the I have a, a, a uh, sink. Sink. Um, before I even do the sink, I say this everywhere, but I'm going to repeat this again. <laughs> your washing cups that sit in your sink, your the tilas dime cups, are for sure cups. Positively comments. You cannot have your Natil Sadaim cup that you had in your sink with your pasta and your cholent and who knows what used on your sink or Pesach. You need to switch your Natil Sadaim cups for Pesach. If they're all metal, just put in do hagal on them. But if they're plastic, swipe them. You know, swipe them with your, your bathroom one or your, your bedroom one. You know, you don't take your. You don't, I did don't, that last year now. No, oh, you didn't, you didn't swipe it in the back? You have I to switch it back. Like $1.50 on Amazon. You get Eichler's. Eichler's. They're $1.50. They're, they're $2. But you can't... That for sure has to be changed. That's... Like you cash your whole sink. You cash your whole kitchen. And that plastic cup, which is sitting there with your pizza and pasta and who knows what else, is, is sitting in your sink. You, you know, it's like... Where, so that has to... Out. Also, dish towels. Um, most people have... What? So if you wash with, with detergent hot water and you check them... Fine, but you have to set the check down that there's no dish towels are used with literally, you know, and they get they get crumb and they get, you know, so or just buy one set and you have for Pesach for you know decade, decade, decades to come. Um, uh, 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 also with the washing with, with washing latex gloves, no powder. If they have powder, they have kidneys on them, right? So no powder. If anyone uses gloves. If you use latex gloves, they have powder. They have powder. free is powerless. Yeah. One of them has actually has has still has it has. has. Like, yeah. Okay. You reverse them and wash out the powder. Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. I, yeah, I have no idea how where the powder goes. I would just. In Costco, they have very good latex free. Yeah, I I don't, I don't know. Somebody answered that. I have no idea how they they, they make them. Um. But you can uh, get it smart and final. Sink, sink, sinks. So certain sinks cannot be koshered. Uh, obviously, if you have a ceramic sink, uh, there's nothing, nothing to do. We have like silver things on the bottom of the sink. Um, is that also? So let me explain. Maybe, maybe if I don't get it, ask me. Because okay. so a, a sink really is 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 when you think about it. You know, there's for sure not only does hot comments get poured in there, your pastas, and you leave, pour food in there, um, and who knows what else. Um, it sits there. So something called, right, if you keep it there for 24 hours, it gets absorbed into the wall, even if it's cold. So if you would have hot, cold comments, hot, cold, <laughs> cold comments sitting there for 24 hours, it also gets absorbed. 
Okay? So with a sink, you got to clean it. Um, if it cannot be cleaned, then you should have an insert. It should, no food, no pots or anything should go directly in the sink. Um, some people are careful if they not to use hot water on Pesach for that reason. They use lukewarm water because if it's not hot water, it can't transfer uh, taste. Uh, if you have stainless steel, which most people, I've just had to show you, how many people have stainless steel sinks here? I'll raise my hand. Stainless steel. Most have stainless steel. So, because it's cheap. Metal. Metal. Is your sink silver or white? The inside it of was your white. <laughs> then, then, it's porcelain. Porcelain. then it's porcelain. Yeah. yeah. So, so you can't. So that you can't crush it. You should. You should. You should insert. I would recommend not using hot water. Um, okay. so with a stainless steel sink. One second. I'm going to say this out first. And uh, the one. The minute is to kosher it. So how would you kosher it? Um, we actually, we. I, I got a gift from actually the Gedalia says a few years ago. I used to borrow rakas. It's, it's they sell this in New York and in Muncie and in, in a, it's like a, a pot. It's like called a hagala, like it's like, like a it's like a pitcher. You, like you, it's made to kosher sinks. It has like a spout, and you put it on the fire, and it boils like a kettle. And you take that, and you just pour it over all of the areas of the metal where you have hot food. Now, usually, here's the thing: it's not where the water runs; it's where the water directly hits that it goes. Right, so number one, it has to be the original pot of boiling hot water. It can't be you pour it into a cup, you know, like take the urn and you pour it into a cup and you pour the cup over. I remember someone telling me one time they take they have an instant hot in their sink. They put the instant hot, which is not boiling, by the way. If, any, if your instant hot was boiling, you'd probably die from your coffee. Uh, right? They take the instant hot and they pour it into a cup and they pour it around the sink. I said, no, nothing to do in there. You can't do that. So you have to have boiling water. It has to have the word direct. So if you have that Hagala pot, kumkum would do the same. Kumkum, but is smaller, okay. and it's le- a little bit less. We'll, we, yeah, you can do kumkum, but just take it probably a couple more times. Yeah. Um, everyone know what a kumkum is? Yes, For the Yankees, I want to make sure everyone knew that. So, uh, so not the sports team, not the. I know. I know. I'm making, uh, 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 not a team. Uh, so, so you pour it over. So usually you cannot get the whole sink in one shot. So especially if you have a kumkum, uh, you'll you'll get only part of it, which means that you have to dry the area completely. Because what happens if you have the water goes the water goes running in all directions, and that happens it cools off. So if you tend to take the next hot pot and it hits it, it's going to be cold water there. So you have to dry it and then pour. Is that clear? Mm-hmm. The other thing one should be, has to be careful is your sink, the spout, should have boiling hot water poured over that. So if it comes out like most do, you should pour mm-hmm. it directly over it, right? Because the spout, usually that's about, you know, the, the, what's it called? The, the, the sink, they pull it out and you can go around with that. That's for sure hitting. Right. It's hot. What? The hose. The hose. The hose. Yeah, the, yeah the, the, the hose, I guess. Right, the hose spout, the spout hose, whatever you call it, the hose. So that hose should be, you should pour boiling hot water over that as well, because that really, it's metal, the part's plastic, that touches and does everything, okay? Um, yes? I, I just wanted to say, um, for anyone who has a stomach sink that's worrying about it, you can make your inserts are hard to find out here. You can just buy like a plastic Tupperware bin that fits in it and get someone with an electric drill to punch holes in it to make it insert, it's really fast. Um, also, if it's really, really dry, you can cover it with contact paper. Also true. Yeah, yeah. there are people. There are people who 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 have stainless steel sinks, yeah. 
who, who will co- cover with because they're worried they don't do a good job I, also. Who on earth, like I covered my, my sink was a really weird shape and I couldn't do it. So, and I couldn't <coughs> insert, so I had to do contact paper, but who in their right mind would voluntarily cover this? Well, they're worried. Would, so, so some people are careful to use an Evan Lubin. No, there's, there are people like who hold... the most miserable two hours of my life every no, year. Who would sign up for that? We'll talk with you ladies. We'll, we'll, we'll duke this out afterwards. Yes. Oh, could Sephardi have an Ashkenazi guest? So, yeah. Yeah. So, what's what second? Are you paskening for her? Yes. So ask her. Ask her. Ask her. Ask her. I'm paskening for myself, not for anybody else. So, it happens to be um, that. M- most poskim say, not only can't you have an Ashkenazi, if you give him kidneys, for sure you can have, but you can't use the pots for Ashkenazim. So like Eliyahu Kohanteb, mm-hmm. if believe it or not, has a brother-in-law who's Ashkenazi. Mm-hmm. So he, does, he, he used to come here every Pesach, because his brother used to live here, Yehuda. Mm-hmm. And so his brother-in-law used to come, and he would, they'd have special kalim for him, that, that we're not, we're kidneys free Kalim. Because Ashkenazim are very mock. There's no problem at all for a Sephardi to have it. But for Ashkenazim, unless you're sick or, or, or very elderly or very little, we're very mock. So I have a sister who's Sephardi. Okay. So I have to reverse. Yeah, so, but the but point is that, that you should have, if you're going to have Ashkenazim, you should use vessels that are unique. Kosher for them. Yeah, and they certainly should not eat kidneys. Um, just like. I, you know, um, my house were, were even though my, my great grandparents were all Hasidic, and my grandparents grew up Hasidic, my father lived by Ramosha Feinstein. So we grew up Yeshivish uh, or Litvish. So all of them Hagama that way. So we, you know, I used to take the matzah and the soup. Oh, Geschmack. All of a sudden, my sister gets married. My, my sister's two years younger than me, but she married a boy from a Hasidic, she's not Hasidic, he looks like, you know, clean shaven guy, but from a Hasidic background. Who's very careful about kabrachs? Everyone knows kabrachs is they don't have matzah and liquid, right? All chassidim, satmers, chabad, visionaries, anyone from that background does not have kabrachs. So no, he can't use my parents' vessels if they have kabrachs. What? No, because they're makbed. They hold kabrachs as usher. They're makbed. So all of a sudden, in my house, my house, my parents' house. So I don't go there anymore. They get. <laughs> So they, they come here. So, and I wouldn't take my box of the soup. I have to have plastic bowls for I my soup. Things, I never heard of anyone saying it's an issue. All, oh, apps? Yeah. Not yeah. All chassidim. All chassidim. All were very mockbit about garbox. So not only, not only could I, couldn't dip my, my, they, my parents couldn't make garbox meals, but, but, um, you know, when I, when I wanted to dip my matzah in the soup, I couldn't do it in the pastic bowls anymore. So I had to do it in plastic bowls because then my brother-in-law can't eat it. I just the mysterious nefesh I had, but it was it's, it was never never for his kids. You know why? They would see my kids like have matzah pizza, matzah bry, matzah and cream. It was terrible. Like, uh, don't worry, we have our own things. And, but jokes aside, my point is, if somebody has a, a minhug, whether it's kidneys or gabrox, they don't use the kalim. So it's important that we honor everybody's minhugim, whatever they are. And Ashkenazim should not eat kidneys as a general rule. You know, I mentioned more than one person every year has a baby or an elderly person for whatever health or people who have allergies sometimes and they cannot eat the matzah products. They end up eating some kidneys products. So if you're a choyla, the matzah is for choylim, 
you can be, make on kidneys. But if you, are, if you have a member in your family who needs to eat kidneys, they still have to have separate vessels. And you have to wash those vessels separately. So Ashkenazim are very, very makbid on that. So yeah, you should not have that. Uh, Barb, yeah? I can ask another question about ovens. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you don't have a self-clean oven and you're covering the door, do you need to cover the entire door or are you only concerned about the part that has the glass window? So some, some cover the whole door because they feel the door it doesn't get as hot as the oven. Uh, lastly, barbecue. Anyone planning to catch your barbecue? So a barbecue, uh, you need to leave gummer. So you have, first off, it changes the coals. You have coal, coals or, or, or heating? Yes. Yeah. So I'm going to show you in here what to do. That, that's, that's it. All right. Uh, lastly, as I mentioned, if anyone wants to do the $5, the, the OU's price, uh, it's got them hard copies on. I would recommend everybody uh, to look at all these guides. They have them online, if not. And remember, as I said, really Pesach is a wedding. I, I just want to say one thing. My wife became very mockbit. She did not write this in her letter to the editor of the Shpaka. Uh, but really, the, the day before Pesach, Erev Pesach could be the craziest day of the year. And then you come into the Seder, knocked out. You know, that should not happen to any of us. Right? It should be that we make sure that we're coming into the Seder, not knocked out. Right? You want to make sure... That we're well prepared ahead of time. I'm happy to answer any questions afterwards, and these are five dollars anyone said. Thank you very much. Um, oh wait, wait, wait! Stop! Wait! Huh? You know, I had, I skipped it one second. Someone asked me a question. Every year you skip. No, 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 no. I had. I was looking at it. Somebody asked me a question. Thank you. Refrigerators. Refrigerators. Um, so a refrigerator should be cleaned thoroughly. What happened to that? Uh, Clorox wipes. Um, um, it's picked up Clorox wipes completely and it should be lined with something I would, either aluminum foil or but you do not cover like the vent area to say the least um, also very important people sell parts of the refrigerator right let's say you have comments or kidneys you want to sell in your refrigerator that's totally fine you could put it in your sale form I'm selling the bottom two drawers of my fridge or I'm selling the whole wall of my fridge or you can even say I'm selling the top two parts of the fridge wall but that area has to be covered that you can't see it. I've been to those houses if like you open, you go in the kitchen, you look down there, you see bread, which is sold, it should be not seeable. Okay, thank you. Oh, okay. Okay.